Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part six in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. All right. So we talked a little bit, very little. Again, this is just a super high-level flyover. And Austin and I, neither of us are experts in these. But Nope, I am not. We Brent me winching domestic violence, sexual violence. Thirdly, emotional violence. We can, we can, we can have someone be emotionally violent to towards us. We can be emotionally violent towards others or towards ourselves. But emotional violence is making someone feel stupid, worthless. Everyone's probably familiar with the silent treatment. Giving someone the silent treatment, especially like. Man, that gets really bad when it's like a spouse or a family member waking up, you know, waking up your spouse in the middle of the night or somebody in the middle of the night, just trying, you know, endlessly calling them in the middle of the night. Harassment. Moods, moods, harassment, mood swings of aggression without acting. Withholding affection. Gaslighting, which gaslighting is just undermining a person's sense of, of what's real and untrue. Um, and we don't need to get into that in detail at the moment, but just all of these are forms of emotional violence. And again, all of these are strategies of control. Mm-hmm. So there's a low threshold. I think what the pattern that I'm hearing in this conversation, there's a low threshold um, for when something actually becomes violent. It's not like this way up here thing. And we kind of, I think like people wonder, it's like, how could someone do something so crazy to somebody else? Well, it's not just like, you know, everything's hunky dory and fine. And then all of a sudden there's this outburst of violence. It's there's low levels. I think we, it's, it's kind of like a nut slowly numbing yourself more and more and more until it becomes, I guess, not obvious to yourself until someone else speaks into your life. Like that is, that is inappropriate behavior. It takes someone else because it's not, it is not like a one to, it's not like a zero to a hundred response with one, one instance. It's like a slowly like building of that type of inappropriate behavior of that violence. And we're all, we all sit at different levels with it because we've, because our, our desire to control when we, when we don't have any self-control, when we feel like we can't control ourselves, we work to control other people and emotional violence. I I would say is probably one of the most well used, well-known, most experienced ones in this list of nine. Because again, violence is aimed at causing hurt, damage, or death, right? So we tend to think of it purely as physical, but just think about how your body feels when somebody you love dearly says something so egregious towards you. You can feel it in your body. I know I can. I mean, it might feel like a punch to the gut. It might make you feel like your chest is going to explode. Your brain's on fire. Like emotional violence is, is just as harmful to the soul as physical violence.
All right, just for the sake of time, let's continue to move on. Fourthly, psychological violence. Psychological violence, right? Like someone uses threats and fear and shame and guilt in order to gain control. Um, just it's the it's like the just the adage of like messing with somebody's head. Like, um, I, what, where I struggle with and just my expertise here, Austin or lack thereof, is is I I sometimes confuse the psychological with the emotional. But when I think of psychological in this instance. I think of like the, the example I used earlier about when somebody's like, I'm just going to kill myself to the people around them. That's kind of, I mean, again, anyone who says that probably isn't in the best heads. They're probably not healthy. And some people do that because they are really in a bad place, but there's some people that do that. They're not really going to commit suicide. Again, I'm trying to be really careful with my words here. There's some people out there that are suicidal that are, that are legitimately struggling with their sense of self-worth. There's some people that will use that word of suicide to try to control someone close to them. I think that's a form of psychological violence. Yeah, because we value we value life. We want to feel safe. We feel safe when we're around people that we care about and people we care about threaten violence on themselves. It messes with you. It's just, yeah, it is emotionally draining just to finish the example, like it's a sad and common thing, but I've noticed this time and time again, where a spouse will threaten to leave a relationship that's unhealthy and the other spouse, or maybe it's a boyfriend or girlfriend, but they'll, they'll threaten to relieve the relationship because it's unhealthy. And the other spouse will threaten suicide. Now I'm not saying in every instance, they don't mean it, but I just can, I, I would, I would, I would, I would, you know, say that most times that that's, that's a means to gain control. If I say this, I'll get them not to leave. Why does it hurt? Why does it hurt the other person? It's because the other person is realizing how little control they have over something that is so important to them, which is the relationship with someone else that they care about. Yeah. I don't want to be responsible for them killing themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like just, it's a form of manipulation that makes you think like I am 100% control of this person's destiny, this person's life, but then they're controlling mine. It's like they're dangling their, their well-being as like a, it's a, it's a pawn. It's just, a, it is a trick that there's, it, we're, again, we're, if, if we just take it even out of like the suicide, it's just like, well, I'm just, it's, I'm going to hurt if you hurt me. Yep. I'm going to try to find a way to make you feel terrible. It's the, I'll show you, I'll hurt me. Yeah. But again, to go back to our definition of violence, it's aimed at causing that other person harm. Mm. Yeah. And that's ultimately what we do and what, what, what violence is at its core is we want to hurt others. Um, fifthly, spiritual violence, man, I could talk about this. At length, you know, I'm reading another really good book. I would recommend Austin. I ta I've talked to you about. It. I saw it in your office, but Evangelical Anxiety by Charles Marsh. Have you read that yet? Yeah, that's a hard. Uh, no, I didn't finish it. I stopped because it's hard. But it, it's it's yeah, man. It, it's a memoir. But he just writes about his experience growing up as a pastor's kid in the South. You know, during the 70s and 80s, and um, 
dealing with dealing with severe clinical anxiety and just what it was like dealing with anxiety as a religious kid in a in an environment where mental health wasn't seen as being real um or it was only to be um it was only to be fixed through spiritual means only and i think what's standing out to me right now in that book austin is just when he talks about when he talks about just the violence in which moral standards were um, inflicted on young people. Like he told a story about how he was, he was borderline beaten by a choir director at his dad's church because he made a joke during a choir rehearsal. And, um, and, you know, that was just seen as normal. Like, you know, you, you know, anybody could hit or spank or, slap anybody, you know? And so he lived in just a severe state of anxiety. And I think that when we think about spiritual violence, what we're talking about is using individual, like our, our individual, my spiritual beliefs to dominate, demean, or control. And so it's the failure on my part to recognize the individuality of the other person. Yeah. Hmm. And man, if you want to really mess somebody up, like use, you know, to, to tell them, you know, thus says the Lord, and then don't do something. You know, you you speak as if you're speaking on God's behalf for somebody else. What a scary, a scary place to be if you're not very careful. And it's so very, man, it is and because it's connected to to spirituality and what we, what we believe often is connected to like the afterlife, like the purpose or, or like even like more presently, it's our purpose in life. So if I am, if someone is using their spirit, my spirituality against me to control me, it's like, how do I argue with God? Is someone who has control, like you, you don't argue with God because, because if you believe in God genuinely, then like you can't argue with him. He just does what he does. But if you're seeing God as a angry, hateful, violent God in a way that doesn't bring about justice, then it's really a, it is a really dangerous place to be. If someone who is in spiritual authority is using their spirituality to control and inflict pain on other people, like that's why it's just, it's so much, it's why it's, it's why in the Bible, um, I can't remember the verse right offhand, but it's just kind of like, if you're going to be a teacher or a preacher, like you have a, there is a higher standard for you because of how important this is. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back soon with a new conversation. We'll see you then.